Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning into the Nun Report, and what a glorious, glorious, glorious day it is to be a conservative here in these United States. We have finally, I mean, let, let, let's. Uh, Let's face it here, Biden is not having a good week between the investigations into his son, the whistleblowers with the IRS and the bribery scheme that he and his family were involved in with Hunter and the big guy, of course. And then, of course, the the SCOTUS rulings that have come out just one after the other after the other from affirmative action to freedom of religion and freedom of speech with the web developer case. We're going to talk about that. Gen Z is freaking out. Um, and, and, of course, uh, because of the, 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 the initiative or the affirmative action. We have France that's going crazy. Um, if you want to know what mass illegal immigration leads to, look no further than France and other parts of Europe because that's what's coming to a city near you if the extreme commie Democrats continue to get their way. So we're going to bounce around through several of those topics. I know the affirmative action thing was covered extensively by a lot of people yesterday. I didn't because I chose to keep things positive and and kind of more toward the election on what we can do to affect change and some of the things that I believe need to happen. It was a short show. I know it was more of a monologue. It was about 18 minutes, but today we're going to do a full show. I hope to squeeze it all in. We have lots of stuff to talk about. And yes, those of you who are my regular watchers, you're noticing and I've gotten a few messages. Yes, I got a haircut. This is the shortest my hair has been in many, many years. In fact, I can't, it may have been 2014, 2015, somewhere in there last time my hair was this short or shorter. And, uh, and it feels good, man. It's a nice summer cut. It's a lot lighter. It, it has a bounce and a flow to it that it never did before. Anyway, <laughs> you're gay. That's what uh, I need. I need some sound effects, right? So someone can punch those in. But of course, that would also require having a full-time producer. I'm accepting applications. Anyone who wants to come in and work for free and be who knows how to run a board and, and effects and cameras and that sort of thing and wants to produce the show, message me. You're welcome. You can catch a show on rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, or just go to my website, the nun You can click into everything right there. So let's get this show on the road here for today. It's uh it's, it's Friday. We're getting ready to head into the weekend. I love it. And right now this is what liberal heads are doing all over the country. And I love it. I love it. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's amazing. And we have this man to thank, President Donald Trump. Thank you so much. Still getting it done, even though he is no longer in office. Under this Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, gone. Affirmative action, gone. Student loan forgiveness, gone. Constitutional carry, secured. Business religious freedom, secured. Thank you, President Trump. Not in office and still affecting very extreme. I mean, people, I don't think, understood how important it was. And people who were talking about, oh, we don't need Trump. We need DeSantis, you know, this and that, or they're, you know, they're never Trumpers now, or they used to be in favor of Trump, but now they're, they're falling on the short bus of DeSantis because they're getting their wool pulled over their eyes with Mr. Bobblehead, who talks like this every time he's going, uh, you know, going to talk about something. And man, I can't, I can't watch him. I can listen to him, 
but I cannot watch a video of him talking. It's just too much. But anyway, look, the point is, the justices that Trump appointed, not only at the Supreme Court, but the, at the federal level, more than any other president, will have effects for generations. And it drives the extreme commie Democrats crazy. They can't handle the fact that that happened during, if nothing else ever happened, if Trump did, never gets reelected, we have that. And that will be there for a very long time. The Democrats tried to undermine the Supreme Court. They tried to say that they're illegitimate. They tried to say that, oh, we need to pack it or these are extremists and da-da-da-da-da. You know what? The court has swung back and forth for decades and decades. That's what it does. And to try to pack it or try to say that it's extremist, you know what? When you had a liberal majority in the Supreme Court, we thought it was extremist. So, you know, you're just on the other side right now. Deal with it. All right? Deal with it. And it is, in fact, Congress who tries to say that they're illegitimate, they have equal authority as you equal three branches of government. Maybe you forgot about that. Maybe you need to go back to civics. Maybe you didn't take your oath of office seriously when you said you would defend the Constitution of the United States. Or maybe you're just a commie. Hmm? Could be any of the above. Biden, angry Biden, Angry Joe, whatever. He came out and said this. Check this out. We cannot let this decision be the last word. I want to emphasize we cannot let this decision be the last word. While the court can render a decision, it cannot change what America stands for. The Supreme Court is the last word. It is the final word, okay? They're going to try to subvert it. That was on the affirmative action where colleges can no longer deny people entrance based on their race. See, the only reason the only race that's disadvantaged apparently are black people because Asians, it doesn't matter. Mexicans, it doesn't matter. The only people that are really important are the black people. Why is that? Why do the Democrats cling to keeping the black people in fear and keeping them down and keeping them enslaved as much as they do? Because they need them. Without their votes, they're done. And for some reason, they keep voting for them. I don't understand why, because they keep making all these promises and never deliver on a single one. The Democratic Party is the party of slavery, the party of the KKK, the party of oppression, the party of racism, and always has been. But they've got the black community, black Americans convinced that they are the salvation. And they do it by offering handouts, by offering uh, to do things in their cities that they never do by approving things like affirmative action where, you know what, uh, even though someone else is more qualified to get admission into this university, uh, because you're black, because uh, from their viewpoint, not mine, from their viewpoint, what they think is you're so stupid that you can't get into a university all on your own. Therefore, we must have affirmative action so that you can get into a university because you're, you're just not quite that bright as a black person. That's what they're saying, right? And it's disgusting. Here's a little clip. 
Look, it's heartbreaking for our democracy. Our democracy is stronger when our leadership is diverse. And um, moving to a place where selective institutions do not have the tool of race-conscious admissions means that uh, we will see fewer Black and Latino students in those institutions. We will see fewer Black and Latino students prepared for leadership roles, whether it's in government, business, the military. And so it is now incumbent on us in the higher education sector to do everything we can to preserve a commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion. Oh, our democracy, our democracy. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Every time it's our democracy, our democracy. This is the end of the democracy. Piss off. It's not the end of democracy. He says that, that we are the strongest when we have a diverse... BS, we see what happens with some of the diversity appointments, the people who are appointed to the administration or into government that are not un, not qualified for the positions they're getting, but they get them just simply because of the color of their skin, which in and of itself is racism. I think America is strongest when we have the most qualified people who excel in the positions they are more than anybody else in those roles. That's what I think. I think that it's American exceptionalism that makes this country great. It's those, the cream that rises to the top and are qualified for the positions that are available. That's what makes this country great. Not appointing people simply based on equity. And that's not to say that black and Hispanic people are stupid. They're not. They're far from it. But we don't need affirmative action for them to get in Universities should not have it. Of course, they're going to try to subvert the rule. We know that they are. We already know that. Elon Omar, she had this to say. Of course, she remember, she comes from a company, a country where they throw gay people off of rooftops and um, don't allow women rights to vote or rights to drive or right to go to school or anything else. She wants to try to convert the United States into exactly the same thing. This is what she said. What you're seeing is severe backlash in in the sense that people do not want to see black and brown people um, excel in, in this country. And I think it's a, a, a really something that is unfortunate that we have to pay attention to and allowing the, the, the courts to legitimize and license discrimination in this kind of way um, really makes our, our country not the country that we want it to be, not the kind of future that... The country in the future she wants it to be is from her Islamic country. And we're going to talk about that big time here a little bit later in this show. For her to sit there and say that basically because this was struck down, we don't, she's saying that if you don't believe in affirmative action, that would include myself, I would imagine many of the people who watch and listen to this show, that you don't want black and brown people to succeed. You hate them. You don't want them to succeed the people who don't want them to see it are the Democrat Party. They want to keep them in chains. They want to keep them impoverished. They want to keep them in the inner cities. They want to keep them in a place where they can control them and get their votes, and that's it. It's the Democrats who don't want them to succeed because if they do, the Democrats lose control and they lose their votes. Once they realize that all they have to do is hashtag walk away, the Democrats are done, and it scares them to death because they know it. 
this young lady who used to be a White House staffer in the Biden administration. Uh, I, I checked this out because this was going around. Oh, no, she's a troll. This is a, a satirical account. No, it's not. I checked it out. She did. She makes a lot of pretty outrageous claims. And I think some of them are definitely clickbait and troll worthy. This particular one was not. I know because on her Twitter, she also we quote tweeted herself and explained why she said this and tried to walk it back failed miserably, of course, because that's what they do. But Erica Marsh, this is what she had to say. Let's make her famous. Today's Supreme Court decision is a direct attack on black people. No black person will be able to succeed in a merit-based system. I repeat, no black person will be able to exceed, succeed in a merit-based system, which is exactly why affirmative action-based programs were needed. Today's decision is a travesty. So she's saying that no black person can succeed unless they get evaluated as a lesser person, a dumber person, if you will, a less qualified person, if you will. That's what she believes. Joe Biden was asked this. I know a lot of you saw these clips yesterday on other shows, but I'm, I'm bombing through it anyway. I am going to get to some other information Biden, today. The Congressional Black Caucus said the Supreme Court has thrown into question its own legitimacy. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. Biden was asked if it was a rogue court, if it was illegitimate, and he said, he's paused. He knew he shouldn't say that, even though that's what he believes. But he said, it is not a normal court, was his answer. He went on to say this. Check it out. The truth is, we all know it. Discrimination still exists in America. Discrimination still exists in America. Discrimination still exists in America. Today's decision does not change that. So if you say it, he, he thinks if he says it, says it more than once, three times he said it, that maybe you'll believe it or maybe it, it magically becomes true. It's a load of shit. It's a load of shit. To, to, <sighs> Unbelievable. Let's not forget who Biden really is, okay? Um, Biden is, <laughs> the Biden family is systemically racist. Biden himself is one of the, has been historically and still is one of the biggest racists that there are. How he ever got so far in his career being one, I have no idea. Why the black community continues to vote for him, I have no idea. It's it's bizarre to me, and um, I guess you know it's because of his his offer of free handouts and and whatnot. But uh, let's not forget who he really is, and I'm going to remind you of it right here. Yes, and by the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. Yeah, because that's that's who they are. Let's remember what Biden says recently. He says that, that black people can't get lawyers or accountants. He, he has said that they don't know how to get online. They don't know how to raise their own children. They have no diversity of thought. That's the clip we just listened to. They're not really black if they don't vote for him. And now if they don't get preferential treatment, they can't get into universities unless they're considered less of a person and less intelligent than people of other races. And the super clip I wanted to play is uh, mysteriously missing from my feed. And I'm wondering where it went but, uh, oh, well, it was a super clip of, of Biden over and over through the years saying that many things are racist. I don't see it here in my queue. 
I think that it got skipped by mistake or it just didn't download properly, but that's okay. We're going to move right along. Uh, the next SCOTUS decision that came down that the liberals are also losing their mind over is that they ruled uh, a web developer said that they shouldn't, they, they create custom websites. A little background. They create custom websites for upcoming weddings, not, not, you know, wedding gift sites or whatever, but just kind of a background of the people and their custom, every one of them. And they're not just a template. Supreme Court backs web developer. They didn't want to create same-sex wedding sites. They'll, they do other work in their web development business and they don't mind working with people from the LGB community, but they didn't want to build wedding sites because those are custom jobs and that went against their religion. The Supreme Court on Friday backed a web designer who wants to decline, this was today, just early this morning, one of the two decisions that came out today, uh, who wants to decline to create websites for same-sex weddings because of her religious beliefs. The latest legal setback for LGBT, listen, how USA Today frames it. The latest legal setback for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, whatever. Alliance Defending Freedom, a religious rights group that represented Smith, said the decision underscored the idea that the government can't mislabel speech as discrimination to censor it. I agree. The U.S. Supreme Court rightfully reaffirmed that government can't force Americans to say things they don't believe. Said Kristen Wagner, the group's president, the court reiterated that it's unconstitutional for the state to eliminate from the public square ideas it dislikes, including the belief that marriage is a union of a husband and a wife. I agree. So the, the, the Supreme Court, man, they are on a roll. They continued on, uh, and after that, later on this morning, and we knew this was coming. Not only did did we know it was coming, but the uh, the Biden administration knew it was coming. And of course, they're going to blame the they're going to blame the GOP. They're going to blame the Supreme Court. They're going to blame the last Congress for not codifying it and making it law. Um, and they're going to try to subvert it. And they're trying to come up with their reasons. They're probably going to kick it down the road further. Is what they're going to do. They're probably going to delay the payment because they've said that that could be delayed. You just can't cancel half a trillion dollars in debt with the stroke of your pen. Okay, you can't. And Nancy Pelosi knew this. The Biden administration knew it when they ran for election, but they wanted to buy the Gen Z vote. And so that's what they did. And the Gen Zers came on board like little bobbleheads. Oh, yeah, you're gonna give you're gonna forgive my student loans. Because they didn't think things through. They just believed Obama for or Obama, geez. Biden for what he said. And, and the fact is that he was full of it. He knew he could, didn't have the authority to forgive student debt. And so did everybody in his administration. Supreme Court rules against Biden's student loan debt handout. Here's what happened. In a 6-3 decision, the court held that federal law does not allow the Secretary of Education to cancel more than $430 billion in student loan debt. The Secretary's plan canceled roughly $430 billion of federal student loan balances completely erasing the debts of 20 million borrowers and lowering the median amount owed by the other 23 million from 29,400 to 13,600. Justice John Chief Justice Roberts wrote for the majority, six states sued arguing that the HEROES Act does not authorize the loan cancellation plan. We agree. And thank you. You know, the thing is that they tried to buy votes and 
one of the most ridiculous comparisons I've seen is, well, the Paycheck Protection Program, all these people took that and that loan got forgiven. Yes, because that was why people took those loans because they knew in the beginning that was part of the contract, that was part of the agreement that they would be forgiven if you kept your business open and put it towards continuing to pay your employees. That's what it was for. So that businesses didn't go out of business left and right or not as many of them would. And so that employees can continue to receive a paycheck during that time. And, uh, and the contract was, if you take this loan, it will be forgiven. Unlike a student loan, completely different. That contract was, when you take this loan, you have to pay it back. They're not comparable at all. Anyone who tries to compare them is simply an idiot and not even a useful one. They're just dumb. They're just plain dumb. And uh, anyone who doesn't see that, I, I doesn't see the difference. You simply don't want to. You just don't want to. You think that uh, everything should just be able to be forgiven for free and and blah, blah, blah. The uh, President Biden, he uh, tweeted today. Well, he didn't tweet this, obviously, because he doesn't ever go on Twitter. Somebody else tweeted this for him on the on President Biden's Twitter account. Unthinkable. This fight isn't over. I'll have more to announce when I address the nation this afternoon. The fight isn't over. It's not the final word. The Supreme Court is the final word when it comes to law. Their opinion has come down. And the only way it can be changed is if the Supreme Court decides to overrule itself at some point in the future, which they never, ever, ever, ever do. So I'm sorry, old man, and I'm sorry all you Gen Zers out there and others that were hoping that your student loan was going to get forgiven, that you fell into the bait and switch, that you voted for a person who flat out lied to you if that's why you voted for him. The Supreme Court's right, and the Supreme Court is the final say. Biden can say all he wants. He can say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Again, the only thing he could do is he could delay the 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 loans a little bit further. Now, here's the kicker. This was the best part. This was absolutely the best part. I don't know how it could get any better. Not only did they rule correctly that, it, that they could not, that it was unconstitutional for them to forgive all that, you know, all those loans. They couldn't use the HEROES Act to, as a, you know, to, pervert, to per, per, uh, pervert the HEROES Act in order to forgive these loans because that's not what it was intended for. They cited in their opinion, in their full opinion, Nancy Pelosi herself, said this, some of you will remember this. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can. Sorry about the audio level there. Uh, what she said was, people think the president has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can move it. Nancy Pelosi herself, after a couple of vodkas, I'm sure, out there throwing her hands around, gang signs or whatever she's doing. But uh, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't just forgive it. So let's move on now. We're done with the the Supreme Court again. Thank you, Donald Trump, for what you did. Thank you for putting constitutional conservatives on the court that would uphold the constitution of this country. Here's the weird part of the show. Now, some of you that don't know, I'll explain it after the fact. Let's play the video first. Check this out. You mind if we ask you a quick question? Sure, go ahead. What you got? We're doing a survey and we're asking people, what would you do if somebody broke into your house with the intentions to rob and harm your family? 
Oh, I called 811. 811? You mean 911? No, 811, because I'm going to need to know where to dig a hole. Okay. For those of you that don't know, 811, that's the number that you call, you're required to call by law before you dig so you don't hit utilities. People in construction know this. So that when you're digging in the ground, you don't hit a you know a fiber optic line or electrical line or a plumbing line or, or sewer line or anything like that, water line. They, so you call 811, they come out and do a locate, make sure there's nothing where you're going to dig. His implication, I think, was obvious. I think it was hilarious. Now, let's shift gears here and talk about something international. This is, you know, I try to keep things based on what's going on in the United States here in this on this show, but I think that this also is about the United States indirectly in that we have the same, some of the same societal issues and the same immigration issues that countries in Europe have fallen into. France is in big trouble. France is burning right now. France, some people say is falling. France, some people are saying is in the state of civil war because of their Islamic immigrants, primarily males that they've allowed to come in by the millions Without any vetting, they just let them come in. Over 10% of the population is now Islamic, and those aren't converts. Those are people who came in from the Middle East. They've invaded the country. They're taking it over. It's happening here in the United States. We have a much larger population, and a lot of those people coming in are from South America, not from the Middle East. So there is a difference, but there is some similarity. It's the same path. It's just going to take longer. France right now is experiencing what... uh, we experienced in our summer of love. They're having their own summer of love. And we had it with BLM and Antifa. They're having it with Islamic extremists and other leftist radicals that want the government to fall. What spurred this on? Well, what spurred it on was a a young man, 17 years old. He's a criminal. In his young, short life, he has been arrested or detained 14 different times for various crimes. He's been stopped. He's been chased. He's uh, They have different systems of justice over there, of course. Let's just put it this way. He's got a long rap sheet. He's not a good person. He was going down a path where he would definitely end up in a place where he'd be taking lives. This is what led to this. Now, this video, the 17-year-old young man is, is there in the yellow car. He's been stopped. It's a traffic stop, and this is what happens. Just took off. He ended up getting pursued. There was a confrontation and he was killed. Now that's sad. There's no doubt. But this is their George Floyd moment. A career criminal who was evading arrest who then ended up getting killed. This is not why they're rioting. It's their excuse for rioting. They were waiting for an excuse to get everybody riled up to go around. And, and I'm not kidding you, man. France is on fire. It's burning all over the place. They're looting. Um, and it's not just France. This is going on in Sweden, Spain, Germany, Italy, Belgium. London is falling apart. you got people having machete fights in parks. Keep in mind, these people, these are not nice people. They like to uh, go around. They rape. 
they, they think it's okay, especially Western women, that they should be able to rape them because the Quran and Allah says that they can. Alua Akbar, woohoo. It's a free for all. They have no respect for women. They have no respect for Western civilization or law or structure. Okay. Macron, the president of France, of course, he said he blames social media and video games intoxicating the youth and fueling the riots. French president is demanding that social media companies take, this is his response. The Islamic community is having a massive uprising. The police can't even keep up with them. They're calling in the National Guard and the military to hopefully dispatch to these cities and get things under control. And he's sitting there blaming video games and calling on social media companies to take down videos and photos of this ongoing. Oh, you, so you want to censor what's going on in your country. You don't want people from around the world to see what's going on. You don't want people in your own country to see what's going on. Why? Because that's what dictators do. They have closed societies where news is not allowed to escape out to the world. That's why. And that's why you see it in Canada. That's why you see some of that happening in the United States right now. This is what's going on in France. This is a uh, super clips, two and a half minutes. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but this will give you an idea of what's going on because he can say that he doesn't want stuff to get out, but it will. Things do get out. This is what's going on in France right now. This is happening all across the country. This isn't just Paris.
you see a lot of fireworks because they use those as weapons. They've also raided a lot of police vehicles. One of the reports I, I said that I saw, they uh, raided a police van. They stole weapons out of there. You see a lot of uh, Middle Eastern-looking people that are firing AK-47s up into the sky, trying to shoot down helicopters that are flying around, getting video and that sort of thing. It kind of looks more like Afghanistan or Iraq than it does France. But that's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. And this is, this is what happens when you have uncontrolled, mass, illegal immigration. The people aren't fed. The United States has it going on. Hunt millions of people, over 7 million people since Biden took office. 30% of those, think about that. Think of it. A couple of million people. Godaways. We have no idea where they came from, why they're here. They evaded detection for a reason. They didn't go through the process of asylum. And they didn't surrender themselves to border patrol as many of them do. Why? Why did they want to evade 2 million people? That's about how many of the gotaways are. 30, 30% of the people that come across the border are completely undocumented. They, they see them come across electronically with surveillance. That's how they're able to count them but they never had any interaction with Border Patrol and they are somewhere in this country doing who knows what. I'm, I'm sure it's good stuff. I'm sure their intentions, all their intentions, I'm sure, are pure and wonderful and nice, right? Well, what's what's Macron, Macron, the, the leader of France doing while all of this is going on? Well, he's attending an Elton John concert, of course. You think maybe he could, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but shouldn't he maybe put a pause on his social life? I don't care what sort of commitment it was or who was there at the concert with you or Sir Elton John is your favorite star that you idolize and you, you had to be there. Your country is burning. Lawlessness prevails. It's anarchy right now. You're on the verge of collapse. And you're going to see Elton John? I, I mean, it's like he wants people to storm the, the his house and haul him out or something like that, right? But this is what they, this, look, this is out there. We welcome refugees. We have open borders. Come on, come on, come on in, come on in. Sweden is having major problems. I'm going to show you a video from there in a little bit. They're not the only ones. And they continue to let them in. What's the purpose? What's the end goal here? What's the end game? These are the things I wonder because it seems like this can't be by accident. It must be by design, right? Because it's not happening in just one country. This is happening all over the world. The societal decline that we are seeing is not just in the United States. We like to think we're in a bubble here sometimes, right? Because we see what's going on and, oh, we're so morally bankrupt and so corrupt and society is declining and all these woke bastards are, are ruining America and this and that. They are. But that's not exclusive to the United States. It's happening all over the world. And, and so when it's happening at such a large scale, that leads me to believe there's other factors in play here. That it's not just about um, 
you know, immigration in one country, it's not just about, it's, it's, it's a much bigger picture. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like a global reset, if you will. This is in France as well. What's going on there? France has halted all public transportation across the nation beginning later tonight as 40,000 federal and local police have been deployed across the country in hopes, hopes, to quell the nationwide protests and riots that have been ongoing for almost two days now due to the shooting death of 17-year-old teen who was attempting to flee from police in a car. The rioters last night began to target a number of government buildings, including town halls, schools, and police stations with at least 170 rioters so far having been arrested while 180 police officers have been injured. This is what uh, an account that I follow had to say. Amy Mech, you might want to check her out. She's a good account to follow. Um, France has fallen. Police are unable to control the mig migrant and left-wing riots taking place across country. French media has surrendered. Cannot keep track of the number of towns and cities across the country being looted, set on fire, and destroyed. Islamic attacks, riots, murders, rapes. See, lawlessness, when that prevails, when anarchy prevails, people just take what they want. If you've got somebody with an intent on doing harm to a woman, he's going to. Or child. Rapes, assaults, and lynching of police. They're lynching police officers across France are part of a new normal in a country struggling with mass illegal immigration. France is now the main Islamic country in Europe with more than 10% of its population being Muslim. Islam is the second largest religion in France, but it takes the first position when counting active practitioners. There is no coming back from this. Their future is Islamic. And by the way, France has very strict gun control laws. How's that working out for the innocent citizens that are being attacked and brutalized during this uprising? And I agree that France will eventually fall. It may not be during this uprising. I'm not going to predict that. They will probably get it under control, right? But eventually, eventually, and, and in our lifetimes, I'm not talking like long-term hundreds of years, but I'm talking in the near future, that France will inevitably fall unless they change and crack down on their immigration policies this, as they are cracking down on it in Sweden. This is in Sweden. Muslim protesters stormed the compound of Swedish embassy in Baghdad after a Koran was burned by an Iraq in Stockholm. By an Iraqi in Stockholm. So somebody burns a Koran in Stockholm and they decide to raid the uh, embassy in Baghdad. The Koran burning event sparked rioting in Sweden as well and has created a diplomatic row with Muslim countries. Who cares what they think about us diplomatically? Piss off. Okay. That's how we need to approach it. <sighs> Moving on now. Again, immigration, mass unfettered immigration will lead to this. It's coming to a city near you soon if the United States does not secure its border. It's sad to say, but it is true. You don't have to take my word for it. All we have to do is study and look at what has gone on at other places in the world where this has been allowed to happen. It's not rocket science. You don't even need to think about it. We're following the same path that has failed for others and we're going to get very similar results. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's insane, right? Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that saying. 
Anyway, let's jump on to some of Biden's recent lies here. Check this out. This up, we created 13.4 million new jobs. More jobs in two years than any president has ever made in four, in two. And folks, it's no accident. That's Bidenomics in action. He doesn't even know what Bidenomics is. I'm going to play one more, and then I'm going to comment. Check this one. Just in my first two years in office, my team and I have reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion, more than any president had. Just in two years. Okay, both massive lies. The the <laughs> He didn't do anything. All he did was be in office when it happened because these things were already set in motion and already in place. The job gains that he tries to take credit for constantly every single time he gets in front of a microphone was simply letting people go back to work after a pandemic when they shut the whole country down. That's not creating jobs. That's letting people go back to work, right? The $1.7 trillion deficit reduction he keeps talking about, well, sometimes he calls it a debt reduction. Sometimes he calls it deficit reduction. He means deficit reduction. This was spending that was set to expire before he was even running for office. These are relief packages for COVID that were set to expire at a certain time. He did nothing except let them take their course and expire. And he claims credit for reducing the deficit by $1.7 trillion by doing absolutely nothing. It was going to happen regardless of who was in office. And finally, this. I made a commitment when I got elected. No one in America making under $400,000 ever have to pay a single penny more in federal taxes as long as I'm president. And I've kept that promise. Another lie. Everybody is paying more than taxes down to $20,000. Taxes have gone up on just about everybody uh, federally and also with inflation. Real wages are down. Inflation in and of itself is a tax. Everybody is paying more right now. And I've got a question. Why is Mike Pence going over to and presidential Ukraine. candidate Mike Pence making a visit to Ukraine. This was moments ago. He met with Ukrainian President Zelensky in an unannounced visit. Pence is now the first Republican presidential candidate to meet with... So what? Who cares? Why is he over there? Why is his campaign paying for him to be over there? What's the purpose? And you know what he did when he was over there? He supported the war. He went there to tell dictator Zelensky, it's not a democracy over there. They need to stop calling it that. We're not protecting democracy. We're protecting the military industrial complex in the United States and those that they donate to and those that benefit from them. War is an industry. Follow the money, period. The United States has been in endless war since World War II. We haven't won any of them. But a lot of people have gotten very rich off of it. Another person who was in visiting uh, Zelensky is uh, climate ex activist extraordinaire, the, the world's renowned authority on climatology and the future of this planet. The young, the fantastic, the talented, and the very weird-looking Greta Thunberg is visiting Zelensky. It's very important have have to have this. Uh, you made decision about this compact of uh, very concrete steps. 
Why is she meeting with world leaders? <laughs> if you want to call Zelensky a world leader, he's a leader of a very uh, strategically placed country. Let me put it that way. His claim to fame. He's a comedian, man. That'd be like letting uh, Matt Reif, uh, you know, run the United States or something like that. <laughs> at least, at least he would be funny because Biden is not funny. He's just plain freaking pathetic. Anyway, that's all I got for you today. Have a great weekend, man. Enjoy. I know a lot of people are going to be enjoying the 4th of July festivities over the weekend here because it's the closest to the date when you have a weekend off. So be safe out there. Have fun. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your beverage. But do it responsibly and do it in an American fashion, okay? This is our birthday and our independence, our celebration of this great nation. So I hope you go out and enjoy it. I'm going to be taking a few days off. Obviously, I'll be taking the fourth, the third and fourth off. So we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on Renegade Radio or any of the podcast channels, I'm on all of them. Make sure to go to rumble.com slash the nun report. You can check out all the video and everything that I put up there today. At the nun report on all the social media, except for TikTok, because I don't do that. Commie BS or Twitter, which is just none at none report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com, man. One stop, one shop. That's probably the easiest thing to do. If you don't remember anything from this, just go to thenunreport.com, thenunreport.com, and you can link into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>